0: This is your daily real estate syndication show, and I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Today is a highlight show that's packed with value from different guests around a specific topic. Don't forget to like and subscribe, but also go to LifeBridgeCapital.com where you can sign up to start investing in real estate today. I hope you enjoy the show. What is Agent Ignite? Are you wondering how you can make more money and create a competitive advantage for yourself and your clients in this ever-competitive real estate industry? Agent Ignite is the key to furthering your knowledge, establishing your expertise, and positioning yourself as a go-to expert. They deliver new and relevant knowledge so you can expand your clientele, close more deals, and ultimately increase income. Each month features a new guest speaker who will deliver on what is most relevant for your business. As a member of DMAR's Market Trends Committee, an avid champion for building wealth through real estate, and a self-proclaimed data geek, Nicole will share market trends and commentary that will add value to you and your clients. Staying up to date on industry statistics coupled with niche topics delivered by industry experts will help you motivate your buyers and sellers and make you more money. Sign up for the next Agent Ignite session at theruthteam.com slash events. That's T-H-E-R-U-E-T-H team.com forward slash events. Our guest is Fletcher Clardy. Thanks for being on the show, Fletcher.
1: Thanks for having me today, Whitney. Pleasure to be on the show.
0: So important when you can kind of niche down and narrow down a little bit and, and say this is our specialty, this is what we do. You know, Can you give us some examples or help the listener think through that a little bit?
1: Yes, Whitney, thank you. I appreciate that question as well. And what that looks like is really understanding your investment criteria. So breaking that to pieces, what type of class do you want to invest in? Are you looking for multifamily assets? Are you looking to invest in office, retail, industrial, just what type of asset you're looking for? And that also includes the location, the type of asset. Is it a class A, class B, class C? Are you looking to buy and rehab, add value to a existing property or a property that needs to be completely gutted and redone? So I think that's the best way to start the relationship, Whitney, is to sit down and have those conversations about really diving into your own personal investment criteria so that we can focus on that. And that's how you start sourcing your deal flow. And, you know, that starts with your own individual touch. You just get on the internet, get on Google and, you know, search opportunities that match that criteria. And then you make those relationships, connect with Other investors or the owner, you can reach out to the owner, the broker or whomever you have to. And, you know, I think that's kind of how it starts.
0: How are you finding these investors or high net worth individuals? So
1: that is a very great question. And I actually can't prepare for that. It's a lot of digging and a lot of research behind identifying the, the proper point of contact within the walls of the family offices or the ultra high net worth individuals. And a lot of times these types of individuals are very guarded with their identity. So they will not broadcast it over, you know, social media or, you know, put their contact information and ownership information. So it's even hard to find if you access the legal documents through the municipalities and the city documents, you know, loans and deeds. It's still tough to find them. So it's a lot of digging. And I would say also attending networking events. You know, IMN is a great networking, middle market, multifamily forum, which I actually attended in February uh, when things were actually still normal (laughs) prior to COVID. Uh, That was uh, one of my last trips, but that was a great networking event. We met with a few family offices there and just attending networking events. Uh, I know it's difficult now, but there are still Zoom conferences, video conferences of networking events where you can have the potential to meet with these individuals and have those introductions, tell them what services you provide, and, you know, hopefully get a deal done with them.
0: So, you know, going to a conference like that, yeah, I know the listener's thinking, well, wait a minute, you know, why is that family office going to meet with me when I get there? You know, so what happened, you know, how did you connect with them before that or to make that arrangement happen? I'm sure they are selective about who they're meeting with, right? They're going to be very selective about their time and, you know, who they're spending time with and and why. Uh, so what did that look like beforehand to make that happen?
1: A lot of the times with these forums that are provided like the IMN does, they will give you the opportunity to network before the actual event takes place. So our event was, you know, February 3rd through the 5th or something like that. And the whole month before, you have access to the database of all the attendees that will be, you know, at the event. And you have that time to reach out and try to schedule meetings while you're there. And that's great because a lot of, you know, forums don't provide that. And what that allows you to do is just schedule an itinerary for yourself. To meet with who you think is most important and who you want to, you know, time management, who you want to spend your time in these three days, these two days. And, you know, these are all about five to 10 minute meetings. So you have to get a lot out in a short amount of time and get your point across and make sure that you're yeah. sharp and enthusiastic and you're showing that you're an expert in your field.
0: So what did that, say, first contact look like, you know, or just so you're, you're able to stand out with them? Or what, you know, how did you handle that, say, first contact to even, you know, whether it was through that forum, but then also in person as well?
1: Okay, so yeah, initially, yes, it was with the forum, scheduled a meeting, and they have panel discussions. So after a panel discussion, we actually met with him, said, hey, I reached out through, you know, the form and say, yes, he was familiar with who we were. And we basically understood right there in that moment, tried to identify quickly the investment criteria, like, Hey, yeah, what are you, what, what type of assets are you looking for? And what is, what does your family office invest in? And basically from there, it was really just a pass off of contact information You know, where you get the card and their direct line or direct email. And then it's pretty much just you have to send them an opportunity that identifies with them, that fits in that specific, you know, investment criteria, that wheelhouse, and that's how the relationship will get started. And you have to be very selective with that because you don't want to burn the bridge. You don't want to waste their time. So when you come with an opportunity, you have to make sure that it does fit. Into that that wheelhouse and it makes sense for them, or you'll damage your credibility with those type of investors.
0: How much time do you spend on say the on the fa- a family office you know relationship versus you know just high net worth individuals or
1: investors? Uh, so with the family offices, we're definitely focused on generational relationships and uh, right. versus transactional relationships. So we want to do multiple dozens of investments with these family offices, not focused on one. So with that, the focus is just making sure we're always creating value. That's one of our 10 commandments of commercial real estate. That's number nine, create value always. Number three, you want to make sure there's an alignment of interest first and foremost. So with everyone we work with, we make sure that we understand what exactly they're doing and they understand exactly what we're doing. And if it doesn't make sense to work together, then you just walk away. You know, everyone's not going to fit into your bubble and some people may be doing the same things and they'll be okay working with you and some may not. But alignment of interest is big. I'll I'll get back focused on that, uh, making sure that overall goals of the company, markets, asset type, what I've already touched on, that you're aware of that and you're always keeping that in mind when sending these types of deals and everything, these investment opportunities, because you don't want to waste their time. For
0: sure. So tell me, though, uh, like you mentioned, the importance of adding value to that family office. How, what does that look like? You know, I mean, they're they're obviously very uh, skilled at investing and, you know, have done this most likely over many generations now and have passed these skills down. But for you to add value to them, how do you do that?
1: So the biggest thing for us is providing high quality pre bedded off-market opportunities. And that is where you can get A low basis, first and foremost, which is number one on the Clarity Ten Commandments, uh, (laughs) commercial real estate, rules of investing, low basis. And right now, especially in this market, the off market opportunities are the only place that you can find quality deals. So just having those relationships established with brokers, other real estate professionals that are in the market and in the know that can come to you and tell you about opportunities that may be coming online down the pipeline before they hit the market. So that's one of the things we provide and we do that rapidly. We also we make sure we put our own capital in these deals that we partner in. you know normally when we're bringing a deal to a family office, it's you know it's a great deal for everyone. that's part of that alignment of interest. So we want to invest alongside your capital as well. And you have to have be in a position to do that. And when we work with these family offices and ultra high net worth individual, there's lower no fees or loads. We're not profiting from fees. That's not how we become financially successful. At Clarity, we manage the investment in a top-notch manner. And then we share in the upside. You know, we share in the long haul over that life of the investment.
0: Our guest is Spencer Gray. Spencer is a serial entrepreneur, multifamily investor, and founder and president of Gray Capital, a real estate investment firm based out of Indianapolis, Indiana. Since founding the firm, Spencer has been involved in over $1 billion in real estate projects and invested in over 9,000 multifamily units. Spencer has built an amazing business and brand and has probably grown a platform to be able to raise more money than most that I've heard or even had on the podcast. And so he lays out when we talk a little more in depth about his specific platform, we go from the investment club that he's created to Google Ads to building your own platform, different strategies, to working with family offices or not. But even some things he calls multifamily offices. It's not multifamily real estate, but it's multifamily offices. Numerous family offices that are together or maybe have one spokesperson that you're working with. And so he goes into that, but also the tech side of his business that he lays out that he uses when he is raising money from investors and what that looks like. I knew you were going to learn a lot today. If you have a syndication business, commercial real estate business in any way, you're going to enjoy the show today. Spencer, welcome to the show. Let's talk about how you got started with working with family offices. It's
2: a different space. It's a unique space. There's a lot of similarities and then some big differences working with an individual and then a family office. And now family office, it's a broad category. There are some family offices that function like institutions, billions of dollars, large, with, you know, dozens of staff members, investment committees. Then there's also some family offices where it is, you know, run by the family, or maybe it's the family and, you know, one investment advisor or, you know, very small staff. But the big difference is there are typically systems in place. It is much more, I guess, institutionalized through their specific criteria. But at the end of the day, it's really about forming that relationship and getting to a level of where they very much trust the operator, the manager they're going to be working with. So in general, that sales cycle is typically much longer where, you know, we may have an individual investor come onto our platform. They may be ready to go in a couple of weeks. Family offices, it's more of a conversation of months, if not a year before they feel comfortable, they see the projects. And so we've worked with both individual single family offices, as well as multifamily offices, and then actually a lot of success with the multifamily offices, which is essentially a wealth management firm that is acting as a family office for multiple families. And it's been a creative to our business because instead of just working with one group or a lot of different individuals, different families, by approaching this one multifamily office, they're able to do the due diligence upfront and then make a recommendation to the families that they represent basically handle a lot of that back end really kind of pitching the deal itself pitching us even a lot of the administration kind of at the back end but we really have one point of contact so it allows us to be much more efficient with our capital raising because instead of raising you know millions of dollars from dozens of individuals we can raise tens of millions of dollars in one point of contact now they all work a little bit differently But if you can check all of the right boxes and if you can align yourself, and it does take a little bit of making sure your brand is aligned and you've checked all the boxes from a track record, but if you can and you make that effort, it's a huge space. And just with the incredible demand for any type of investment that has any kind of substantial yield, there's this huge global chase in yield and return and multifamily investing is really in this sweet spot that a lot of family offices, individuals everywhere are trying to get into it. Again, they're looking for that right avenue. And you're really helping specifically on the multifamily office side, you are really helping that firm provide a service and an opportunity to the families that they represent. They're looking for opportunities. They're just trying to find the right partner to be able to provide. So it's a really a win win from the multifamily office side as well as our firm. And it's one of those things that can just it can accelerate your ability to raise capital and do more deals. And that's what it's done for us.
0: Somebody getting started in the syndication business and raising money. It's so intimidating, right? When you have that first conversation with an investor, or maybe you start having the second one and the third. Eventually, it starts getting easier, right? You see, the, a lot of times it's the same questions, and you get more and more prepared as you go along. But I think oftentimes people hear about a oh, family office, like oh, like it's a whole nother level of intimidation. Oftentimes, yeah, I think that kind of comes on somebody's shoulders when they think about working with a family office. Tell us how you got started with working with the family office and somebody that's listening that says, you know what, that may be a good option for me as I'm just not able to go out there and connect with 200 investors. How do they get started?
2: There's a handful of ways to get started. So there are family office conferences and meetings that take place just like there's multifamily conferences. And I started attending some of those events. And I'll be honest, they're not the cheapest conferences or events to attend because obviously there is some gatekeeping involved and they only want serious, large managers. And so really it was back in 2019, I decided I'm going to make an investment and go to start going to these conferences. I spent a decent amount of money that year just attending, just to kind of get in that space and to learn more about it. And so if you don't have the network already, there's some gatekeeping fees that sometimes you have to pay. But once you get in that world, you realize people are just still people. And no matter what investor, I've had conversations with every different type of investor, just very institutional to just learning about it. And at the end of the day, you're talking to a person, you're trying to form a relationship. And at least my belief is people want to do business and work with people. They, and this is nothing I'm making up, but you know, they like, know, and trust. And if I can form that relationship with these individuals, and again, these are very sophisticated organizations. If I look at the resume and I just got back from a, Family office conference last week. Their resumes, PhDs, and every type of investment strategy and economics that you want. And my palms are definitely sweaty before I have these conversations. But then they look at you and you're like, yeah, I've developed this super complicated option strategy, but we need to figure out this real estate investing thing. And we haven't figured it out and we need some help. And then all of a sudden, you're in a position to help these sophisticated groups that surprisingly aren't always allocated to commercial real estate and multifamily. And so, It is intimidating, but it's as intimidating as talking to that first investor that you have that conversation with. And you just kind of have to do it. The more you do it, the easier it gets. And if you believe in yourself and if you believe what you're doing, if you believe in investing in multifamily and you have the ability to execute, there's nothing you need to worry about. It's just showing up and having the conversation and just being a real person.
0: It really goes back to even the mindset shift to that first investor, right? You're still offering an opportunity for them. You're not just asking for money here from your, say your father-in-law for your random business. Exactly.
2: That's what I tell our team and our investor relations guys is that, you know, it's not like we're selling them some widget that they don't need. We're providing an opportunity to we're going to make them more money. If we don't believe it, then we've got a major problem. But like, this is a great opportunity that we're investing in. We're putting our own money in. And we think everybody should, not just because we're trying to put these deals together. That's great. But we think, I tell my family and my friends, I'm like, this is something I think you should do. And the reason why we built a platform is because I believe that it's a great asset class that more people should be allocating themselves towards. And if we can help people do that, then it's just a great opportunity to be in.